0: Yeah, this is Rafael Adiola from Indianapolis, Indiana, representing that West Side. I'm here listening to my boys, Dynasty Bros. Y'all need to check them out every day, all day, 24 7, 365. Yep. Yeah. Where we go, oh, everywhere. What's good? Go what's good? It's your boy, DJ Avo, and this is the Dynasty Bro Fantasy Football Podcast, episode 98. Let's go. We almost there. We almost there, man. If you missed the verses, you missed you something else. I'm, what's I'm, good? What's
1: good? I'm I'm turning A-well down. He's peeking right here on my uh, mixer. What's good, Brodies and Bays? This is the Dynasty Bros Fantasy Football Podcast, episode 98. Vic, we two away from a hundred. want to say that? Hey, this is where you come for your fancy football needs and then chop it up about the latest NFL news. I am Dynasty Bro Dot here with my co-bro.
2: You got Dynasty Bro Vic, man. Hey, like you said, two away from the Hundo. I'm excited, man.
1: I know, man. It's just crazy. And uh, today, we got a guest, man. You know, we are approaching the season, so I know you like our insight, but we always like to tap into the culture and tap into fantasy football geniuses. So we got a fire-ass guest on the homeboy, Gabe, a.k.a. FF Man Bun. You can't really see the man bun on camera from this angle, man.
3: Oh, man, I got to work on that. I should really have a different angle so to, to protect the brand, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nathan,
1: or, or do one of these every once in a while. Let, let him them know. know yeah let him know <laughs> <laughs> all right man uh you know we've been breaking down these divisions lately so uh you know we back we got the afc and nfc west me? that's what we're gonna do this week so i'm excited <laughs> about that we're gonna get to it and you know when we have our guests we always do our uh our resume so gabe I know Vic said he gave you a heads up if you ain't know. So in a minute, what we're going to do is we're going to ask you about your real life and your fantasy football resume. So I hope you got some some ideas and be ready to tell everybody because we have some real good ones. We don't have some that basically ain't nothing like mine because I wasn't that good at football, basically. So get ready for that. That's the first thing we're going to get into. But we do got some flags on the plays, some injuries. We're going to get into uh, the What's the Word and the Hood TMZ with Dynasty Bro Vic. So, y'all ready to get that kicked off?
2: We ready, man. Let's get it. All right. So, look.
1: gay resume, baby. We're going to start with the real-life football resume, man. So, did you get into any real-life football as a kid? If you did, when did you start?
3: I did. I did play uh, in middle school, um, just middle school, and, and they only it was uh, middle school was six through eight, and so seventh and eighth graders could play. Um, I I, uh, I I played running back and safety, um, but I, I wasn't super big, dude. I was like four ten, you know. I don't even know the weight, but certainly not not able to be any sort of ground and pound, you know. Uh, bigger dudes were doing that, but what they would use me for? Our, our mascot was the Cougars, all right. So they'd run the Cougar Special. Okay, so the running back does a wheel, the route. Does a wheel route. The <laughs> wide receiver on, on the right side just just runs a streak. And then a, a tight end on the other side just runs basically a flat and just yells like ball 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 ball. It's like the stupidest play oh, ever. It's horrible, but they would they would dish me on, on the wheel route, and uh, I I was I was pretty quick for for you know middle school relative to the other kids at that point. And um, shout out to to QB Buddy. He he would dish me up perfectly every time. I'd run for the touchdown easy easy peas so uh i mean that was that that was basically the highlight and then i went to high school transitioned to to, to golf and then i just you know (laughs) worked from behind the scenes doing fantasy so
1: (laughs) i ain't mad at that man i am (laughs) cougar special we was the wildcats in high school at least ln i don't know what vic was vic what was y'all did y'all have a mascot
2: Come on, bro. I know I went to a public school, but it wasn't that bad. Shout out to the Golden Knights, man. I to Golden (laughs) Knights. It's the
0: math, bro. Don't come at the east side like that, bro. Come on, bro.
1: I serious. (laughs) I'm not trying to be funny. (laughs) Come on now, dog. All right, so that's fire. He played both sides of the ball. Gabe, I didn't really do anything. I really only played football because all my friends played big friend Ivo just everybody played football so I just wanted to be in the mix so I played a bunch of positions that never mattered for me so but I did play middle school and high school so but uh that's that man um so it's the real life football resume I'm pretty sure fantasy football resume is way more interesting so tell me when you started to get into
3: fantasy man I don't know the cougar special is pretty dope but uh (laughs) (laughs) uh I got in pretty late into fantasy um, it wasn't, it wasn't until I was in college, like, uh, 2010, maybe 11 and, uh, just joined a, a friend's league of sword. It was probably standard. Uh, but I, I went to the championship game with, with my buddy. He's a Packers fan. And of course he had Aaron Rodgers. but it was, it was the year that, uh, I'm sure a lot of y'all remember that, that year that Matt Flynn had the, the six touchdown game in in the last week yeah. of the season. It was that season where he picked him Flint up off waivers and beat me in the championship with Flint. I had no shot. I was I was hyped that (laughs) Aaron Rodgers was done, but then no shot against Flint. And then just kind of kept continued to uh, gain interest and redraft, and then just kind of transitioned to PPR, and then eventually hopped on Twitter and jumped into Dynasty, and I don't know five years ago or so, and uh, uh, joined some pods some serious some not so <laughs> Vic, you know what's good with that uh <laughs> hey i had a good time i had a good time on the uh, open bar yep and now i just write fantasy football intros i think at this point but I- i'm still i'm still working and i'm uh doing leagues and and talking football nonsense with y'all so uh yeah happy to be here thanks for joining us Not gonna us. lie,
1: man Losing losing like that would have made me be skeptical of fantasy football. I think the first year Avo ever played, he won in our redraft league with the friends, and he don't even care about football. That's a bad way to go out. That's how, that's what happens. Like that's how it happens. That's some BS. Y'all know I'm about to win this year. He won't win again. Bro.
0: <laughs> I'm about to win this year, bro. I got, got like the same team. I got Tebow again, bro. Whatever. Whatever.
1: Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, uh all right so give me this right now who's your favorite guy that you have on majority of your teams now that you've been established you've been playing dynasty for a while i know you have some rosters you like is there a guy that you have like almost consistently everywhere like you've been on him since he came
3: out you
1: draft him. you ain't getting rid of him. do you got a guy
3: uh dynasty i'd probably have to ride with mike evans uh just the the pure and just the pure disrespect he seems to get year after year i mean we we joke on the open bar and we say what does he have to do just year after year you know thousand yard seasons now he's with the you know the goat arguably he's he's certainly fighting for targets a little bit more these days but i mean he just continues to 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 produce and and uh it's weird cuz the it, it's almost you always see the uh, analytics and the the film people kind of fight uh you know but it's almost like they agree on Mike Evans cuz the analytics kind of hated him coming out even when he produced year 1 and 2 still hated him on yeah. on that hype and then and then the film wasn't always great either cuz the separation was good enough but i don't think it impressed them to a level to where he would be relevant still today i suppose but he's got the jump balls he's got the touchdowns he's He's still here, so shut up, haters.
1: He's a man out there on the field, man. You can't do nothing with him. He's built to play this, man. I hope Vic get his Mike Evans on uh, while we're at the Fantasy Expo. Vic, Vic, Mike Evans built. You close, bro.
0: Come on, man.
2: I'm rooting for you, brother. That's a lot of pressure, man. Hey, I'm planning on doing damage from the slot, man. Actually, I'm going to be moving around outside, inside, in the slot, so... Yeah, man. We'll see what's up.
3: Don't forget the ball, 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 ball when you're going across the field. I got you. I got you.
1: If I was able to play, I would bring up the Cougar special. Me and Vic would be out there (laughs) running the Cougar. But I can't play this year. next year vic all right uh that's pretty far so mike evans bigger will be on them after he got to that bar fight and beat up like five bouncers sure. i think it was like his third or fourth year in the league that's- but that was a pretty good video but man that's that's a very fire resume <laughs> did you win any championships last year before we move on
0: because
3: I year is one I know I think I did I won one uh, one, one was kind of a, a weird one where you win the it was like regular your record in the regular season was kind of the if you won first place and I, I that's what I won but um, it was a tough year man it was it was probably my worst year for championships made like enough playoffs but just couldn't quite um, get over that hump to um, the, sh- the chipper I, I, I wanted the I just had the chips I didn't have the chips with the dip. You see, you need the chips with the dip. <laughs>
1: <laughs> about that a lot, man, we just talk about how you know. As long as you win one, that's that's a good investment because you many? need some luck on your side. It's, you know, it was an awkward year with COVID, so as long as you walk away with one championship, these are these you not walk away empty for that whole year.
0: How so many leagues? It don't matter. I could be in fifteen. No, I was just asking how many leagues to in.
3: I didn't know oh, if he had oh, already yeah. said
1: that. How many leagues you in right now?
3: I am in. I think I—I I literally just added. I said yes like n- minutes before I came on <laughs> to a, a, a redraft league for for a buddy. But uh, I think that puts me into double digits. Then I think I'm at ten. Uh, yeah, and it's it's a it's probably about I've, half and half between dynasty it. and redraft. Man, I thought Gabe was going to say some crazy number. Like, I think it's thirty
2: three, something crazy. But this man's like ten. Okay, <laughs> nah, bro. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I, I i've, I've the, gotten it up i've year? gotten it up to like 20 i think one year and it's just the the lineups the lineups and the waivers is the worst i i couldn't i just couldn't do it and uh i was in everything between auctions and the IDP and and redraft dynasty i think i even like did a devi it was just like i was like i was fully immersed and then i realized i was too much sauce so gotcha scale it yeah. back go scale hey, it back we-
1: how many leagues you in again like
2: 25
3: but 25
2: <laughs> but to your point man yeah the waivers i know I'm, I'm not gonna lie i miss out on a lot of waivers but it's all good i, I try to build a, a fire team to where you know unless it's an injury pending injury i i should be good but yeah man i'm with you though like i'm learning my limits so i would say my limits probably like around the 15 to 20. uh um, yeah I'm, I'm definitely gonna you know ride out the uh the leagues i'm in so Dang. All right, so look,
1: we're going to move off the football resume and we're going to move into the hood, Tim Z, with Dynasty Bro Vic. But before we do that, let's do this one time. Gabe, tell the people where they can follow you at on the social medias.
3: Uh, well, today I am FF Bro Bun because I'm chilling with the Dynasty Bros. But, uh, <laughs> you know, mo- most days uh, it's going to be FF Man Bun. All right, I give, him, I give him the flick. All right, there you go, Vic. Some there you flip. go. I see it. I saw some wind <laughs> back there. I saw <laughs> I, cut yeah. I cut some wind. cut some wind. Uh doing doing the open bar with uh it's it's been a minute since J Mike and I have uh, done the open bar since like th- this is my f- literal first podcast back since we, we took a little hiatus of sorts in, in June. But we'll be back probably probably next week. So open bar Tuesdays, 930 Eastern, ish, heavy on the ish. Yeah, that's how we roll too, <laughs> man. I like it.
1: Ish. Big B like Big be like, hey bro, we are gonna roll at seven thirty. Avo might still be spinning. We lose track <laughs> of the time. Should be real.
2: Hey Big, where can we follow you at too, bro? Yeah, man, you guys can follow me at Chief Social FF, um, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch. If you want that Warzone work and Madden twenty two work that's coming out, uh, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, 90 Bros FF, wherever you listen.
1: Avo, where can we follow you at, my brother?
0: You can follow me on the gram at Avo Love L X V E A V O L X V E. And then uh, if you happen to hop on the Twitter, you can follow me at Dynasty Bro AVO. And if you're on Twitch, you can follow me at Dynasty Bro AVO. Catch some of these live mixes. and you got to follow the Dynasty Bro Fantasy football page. That's where I be mixing every Tuesday, just in case you ain't know. Hey, yo, Dot, what we following you at, brother? Follow me at
1: Dynasty Bro Dot on Instagram and Twitter. And follow the main Instagram page, Dynasty Bros FF. All right, let's get into what's the word in the hood, Tim Z, with Dynasty Bro Vic. I know the intro was very long-winded, but, you know, I, I love the, the conversation. We have with guest, man. It's fire. So,
2: Dick, you ready for this? I'm ready, bro. Let's get into it, man. So, shout out to Bleacher Report Gridiron. I don't know if you guys know, but, of course, the Hall of Fame ceremonies went down. Oh, the really like that. They gave their speeches, and uh, Tom Brady, man, he showed up for Peyton, and he basically said, I just need to make sure he's really done. Can't risk this guy coming back. So, That made me think about the meme that flies around on Facebook where the guy showed up to one of his haters' funeral just to make sure the guy was really gone. I'm sure it was more love than that, you know, between Brady and Manning, but, you know, it was cool to see Brady pull up for uh, Manning's big moment.
1: True that. Brady looked like he having fun, man. Yeah. Brady looked like he ain't going the shit out of life right now and then just still dominating at his age. So shout out to him.
2: what you expect from a GOAT? Yeah, man. I don't know. All right, (laughs) man. Hey, right, make sure you guys check out uh you know those speeches, man. I definitely got to see Peyton's speech and Edgar and James, so I definitely enjoyed that, especially being a Colts fan. Hey Gabe, who's your squad? We didn't even get to ask.
3: Uh, uh well I I, I guess the, the Jaguars is is the squad <laughs> of sorts. Yeah. Um completely oh, random. Good, man. <laughs> it sounds forced. Man. I mean, I I know Well it's it's when 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 I uh I think fantasy like took me away from, from fandom. I just started enjoying the players a whole lot more and, and it's super easy when the team is trash. So <laughs> I, I root for them, you know, and I I love to see love to see him come back and turn things around. What we'll see with uh I think this is like probably the one of the biggest years of, of something potentially coming uh coming around for them. So excited to watch that. But I'm, I'm just kind of sitting on the sideline. I still just I root for the players.
2: <laughs> got you. Yeah, my brother Dots right. in the same boat, but we do got love for the coach. So, yeah. All right, man, bringing it back to what's the word. Shout out again to Bleacher Report Red irons So, as far as the Hall of Fame committee to make a decision on Peyton Manning, it was a 13-second conversation. So, you heard that right. I mean, that's probably about as long of a cadence, you know, that it takes Peyton to get a playoff. So, that sounds about right with the 13 seconds. So, yeah, man, it's, it's a no-brainer, man, with Peyton Manning going to the Hall. So, shout out to him. That might be a record.
3: They, sh- they right. should have that as, a, it, as a statistics of, yeah. of how long did it take to, <laughs> to get into the Hall of Fame. You know who yeah, came 30
1: seconds?
0: Brady.
3: Yeah, good call. Brady. Mm, I'm he's not mad for at that. It. He's coming I'm for the 13. He'll do it in 12, typically. <laughs> I could see that, too. Man. <laughs> TV 12, he give would. it to him. He
2: would. He <laughs> would. All right, a couple more things, man. So, of course, man, I got to keep it with the coats, man. So, our guy, Adrian James, went in. He started with the gold teeth, ended with the gold jacket. Dot, you ready? Yes, sir. Let's do it, man. Let's do I it. I got my gold
1: teeth. We're Adrian James right now with the gold teeth. I can barely talk with mine.
0: That's South Miami, Florida. I know, but we're going to let him
1: run. Oh, we're going to let yeah, bro. Come on, we gotta let it ride through the
2: tools, man. I can't I can't, man. I tried, bro. It's been a while. Already? Already?
0: Already?
3: I'm rusty. I'm rusty with the golds. I'm a you're, you're hopefully, Adrian, not the, hopefully not the gold. Hopefully that's not rusty. <laughs> hey, no, nah, the the gold ain't rusty. It's <laughs> real I know you see the shine. I know you see the shine. I see. Yeah, <clears throat> I got it. I got it. I, I I was it was short notice for the gold teeth. All right, so I couldn't get that together, you know, naturally. But I'll I tell you what, I just realized this for dinner tonight. Made some enchiladas. Nah, edgeladas. There you go. Edgeladas. 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 Come on. Hey, we'll take it. We'll take it. That's fine. <laughs> hey,
2: I'm sure we just caught a gift moment there, too, man. So we're going to clip that out. And Gabe, we'll bring you back, man. Get you, get you some gold. Just go to the I mall. Know. They'll turn them around in 24 hours for you. Just make sure they're not fake. That's all it takes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, cool. A couple more things. Cool
1: dot com yeah man
2: Washington Square Washington Square all right uh, a couple more things then we out of here man so we get to the you know to the AFC NFC West so shout out to the score Um, I don't know if you guys saw but Michael Thomas put up a a cryptic message on his tweet so basically the Saints are reporting that he's ignored their calls for months after the 2020 season so basically Michael Thomas is saying hey they're trying to put dirt on my name so yeah man what are you guys thoughts on Michael Thomas I mean he asked for the money he got the payday Um, of course you know he's battling the injuries but that, that relationship just seems sour, man. So what are you guys' thoughts on Michael Thomas? Is his days
3: numbering down in New Orleans? gave
1: okay, you first. I,
3: I think he I, – I saw the the tweets that he liked. And the, the one tweet that he liked about uh, being injured and then uh, the Saints asking him to push it for, for Drew Brees' sake to, to get that – uh, last Super Bowl, I think that entirely rings true. We don't we don't know so much of what what goes on behind the scenes, you know, particularly with injuries, and that they're playing. They're never a hundred percent. You know, Le- LeBron was talking this last season of like, I don't think I'll ever get to, back to hundred percent with my ankle, and then people started tripping. Like, but but what it really means is just that you you literally are never going to be one hundred percent the moment that you step on the field. So I moment feel like he he's just been disrespected in, in that organization a little bit. And, and I think he is a bit of a, a drama queen of sorts more than other wide receivers. That's certainly fair, but um, a little bit of both, I, I think with that. So, yeah, yeah,
1: I agree, man. Diva wide receiver dealing with an organization that seems like they don't mind playing on this name and character. Usually that's not a good thing, man. So I don't know if they're going to be able to figure that out, man. So we'll see what happens going forward.
3: He's dropping deep into those best ball drafts, too. I mean, in regard to his injury, current injury, but also just his uh, relationship with the team. I think people are really scared. He's, He's dropping like eighth, ninth round beyond that. So that's crazy. Yeah, man. All right, man. That's all I got for what's the word. But uh,
2: anything else you guys want to add before we get into the injuries?
0: Nah, man. I'm good. All right, man. Well, go ahead. I got something random. All right. So, did y'all hear the quarterback said he could throw a football like 150 yards? The backup QB.
1: (laughs) Which QB? Is he talking Jacob Eason?
0: Eason. Jacob Eason said he could throw a football 100 yards. (laughs) That's cool. I don't just want to throw be- that out there. I just had to coach oh, you know, the backup QB. Our backup QB can throw a hundred yards, bro. Come on, man.
2: I don't know, man. I'm That'd not really a- right? I'm not an Eastern truther, man. So yeah.
3: Allinger. Yeah. That's
2: what's it. up though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um who going to go for 80 yards? Yeah. Ah. Uh. Two- all right, man, let's get to some of these injuries. So, of course, uh, you got camp going on. And I don't know if you guys saw, but Justin Jefferson went down, landed on his shoulder. Uh, he should be fine, but, you know, it's just, you know, Twitter's popping. So, you know, you get to see all the happenings, what's going on in and in and out of camp. But, unfortunately, uh, you know, he landed on his shoulder. It did look like a hard land on his shoulder. Um, so, hopefully, he, you know, recovers well from that, bounce back. And then also looks like uh, Rashad Bateman, he had a issue today. Uh, I believe with the knee. Um, so they're definitely monitoring yes, that. Um, of course, we got Mari Cooper coming back. So there's some good reports there. I know there's some more injuries that I'm
3: missing, <laughs> man. Any other uh, injuries? Hunter dot- Henry. Hunter Henry was kind of announced for a, a few week. Um, yeah. Absence. So that one's tough. new Smith season, I suppose. Yeah. Ah, man.
1: Are we excited about that? We will gotta talk about it.
3: They uh, paid them.
2: <laughs> we'll get to it next week, then, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh,
3: I just hope everyone's sorry. ready for ready for week one. They got Shark, shark too. Uh, talking about Jaguars, I guess I, I'm I'm responsible for them apparently, but <laughs> Shark should be uh, ready for week one with with the finger. So, seems like everyone should be ready by week one at this point. So, <laughs> as far as injuries yeah, go, yeah. like they, you you injured yourself at the perfect time. NFL athletes. Yeah, Saquon you
1: right
2: activated off the foot. He's always yeah, he's still doing, doing drills. Drill. Yeah. Cool. All right, man. Let's get to the flag on the plays. I got a flag. But do anybody else got a flag before we get into that?
1: Nah, get into your flag, bro. I got a quick flag. Yeah. Oh, April, just real won.
0: quick. Just real quick. What's the flag? Anybody that thought the you wasn't going to win the Olympics in basketball. <laughs> anybody that thought we wasn't going to win. You catch this flag. Stop it was close. We're not
2: going because you trip. Close in what? I think it was like a <laughs> five-point game, right? Five or seven-point game. It was close. <laughs>
0: you don't thought that close.
2: <laughs>
3: that's that's my flag. My yeah. flag right there. Yeah. I was sweating a little bit in I group feel- play. I'll say that. <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, you know, Americans can be lazy. You know, they wasn't playing hard. In the group <laughs> that's the problem.
3: All right. How about you, Gabe? You got a flag? I I mean, just c- circling back right there with the with the injuries about Saquon. I mean, c- people th- uh, thought that he wasn't gonna start the season and and stay on the pup, and and he came right off just like just like they said he would, and like he said he would. So take that flag. Flag to the haters, man. Mm-hmm. Stay
2: in your lane. <laughs> All right. What about you, Dot? No, nah, I ain't got no flag. I did. Right, I got I'm a flag. Listen. All right, my bad. No, nah, no, nah. get your flag out, man.
1: Nah, man, ain't even that good of a flag, man. So I'm straight. <laughs> I just want to hear the pettiness, man. Come on, <laughs> it ain't that good of a flag. I promise it ain't, but you want me to, nah, yeah, bro? Oh, all man. right, so this it's really a hater comment, but we're gonna let it ride. When I was looking at all the uh, the Hall of Fame stuff, man, I know. the only reason I recognize Tom Brady being there. And you go cut the music while I make a hater comment. Hey, (laughs) Tom Brady looks like he's living his best life because he don't give a shit about his hairstyles no more, man. Knowing he's gonna be on national TV. His hair looked all over the place. He looked trash. I was like, damn, that's our goat right there. Looking like he just chugged 12 cases of beer. He looked so happy, hair all over the place. Flag to my guy hairstylist, man. You think Tom Brady got a hairstylist?
2: I don't know, bro. But he might have yeah. been hungover. I know uh Man had that party the night before, so or might well, actually I don't know when the party went down, but let's just chuck check it up to the party, the weekend events. All right, that's what we're gonna do. Come on now, dog. All all right. flag, oh, man. Yeah, man. My flag, man. I actually struggle with you know who to give it to, but I'm I'm actually gonna narrow it down to the Saints fans. So if you're a Saints fans, I gotta give you a flag if you're not keeping the same energy for kicker Will Lutz. So, pretty much, he just announced that, you know, after getting a – after seeking a second opinion, a second you know, going to go ahead and get surgery. So, he has a core Everybody's injury he's done with, Again. and that's going to uh, require him to miss, like, eight weeks. So, to me, you know, it's similar to the Michael Thomas situation. It's just how he's going about it. So, he's not as loud, and, you know, when you, when you keep things under wraps and be a great organization guy, you know, maybe you can let some stuff slide underneath the rug. So, that's my flag. Saints fans, keep the same energy for your kicker. And he's not as important too, bro. So he's I not think as so. important. I think I think Will Lux is important. Special teams puts up points. That's a blow for them. They kicker put up points, man.
1: The kicker hate, that. Oh man. Don't do me like that. Oh nah just Michael Thomas was like one of the most talented receivers in the league. So I'm Nick- gonna- just looking at the importance of what a team would want. N- 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 a number one receiver in the league or, you know, a kicker. Hey, man, look, I'm going to shut come up because nah, nah. I don't want kickers to hate me on Twitter.
0: Come on, man. Be cool for Pat McAfee to come after us, bro. Be cool. <laughs> All right,
2: Matt, bro. To- y'all, y'all ready, man? Let's, let's jump into this uh, AFC and FC West stuff, man. So, again, we got to run through the AFC and FC West. Let's talk about who's relevant, who's not relevant, who do we like. All that good stuff. Let's answer some big questions, and of course, with the studs, we're not going to spend too much time on the studs. That's obvious, right? So, uh, let's go ahead and start with the AFC West. Let's go to Kansas City. Let's start with the QB, Patrick Mahomes. We already know he's a stud. Again, I'm not going to spend too much time there, Um, but again, he has put up over 4,500 yards. Um, He's shown he can put up 5,000 yards. So, my question for you guys is: Is he the still the dynasty one? You know, is he the overall QB one in dynasty as far as? Are you taking him first from a QB perspective? QB perspective all day. Got out without, without thinking about it. You
1: gotta be for, for about 15 years too.
2: <laughs> Is there any you
3: got a half a to spend, all right?
2: <laughs> I'm with it. So the contract, um the talent, and anything else you guys want to add as far as why you guys think he's, you know, the overall number 1 QB in dynasty.
3: I mean, you said it right there about the talent? ability to just consistently throw for forty-five hundred yards. That, those numbers are just stupid. I mean, he 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 could put easily go to fifty uh, passing touchdowns again too. And then the conversation, even in redraft, is like, how how early could you take him there? Could you even take him in the the first or second round? Because I mean, that type of QB play, that eliteness there, that's that's different. So
1: QB one, and he has art. The number one receiver in the league and he has the number one tight end ever, you know, so it's just I don't know the talent around him, the system around him. It's just he's going to flourish no matter what.
2: Yeah, I actually agree with you guys. And actually, you know, I I actually had to think about it, too, a little bit, meaning like even though he is a number one QB, am I okay (laughs) with going with someone else? But I thought about it again. Like you said, he has number one. Tight end and Travis Kelsey, he has a top five receiver and Tyreek who could finish number one or even top three. So just given that the weapons around him and his skill set, it's a no brainer. Um, so with that, man, let's move into the running back room. Man, let's talk about Clyde Edwards-Helaire. Um, so of course, a lot of hype around him coming out of LSU last year. You know, being allegedly, supposedly handpicked by Patrick Mahomes. You know, as far as like, hey, we need that guy. I said we want. So I'm um, just given that you know a lot of hype, but of course he finished with a, with an RB two season. Do you guys expect? Clyde to take that leap. Do you guys see him finishing as
3: a RB one, or is he RB two for you guys? Staying in that RB two purgatory for me. Uh, I, I'm I'm seeing, uh, or I'm at least having some hopes, in and my dynasty, deep dynasty squads of Jarek McKinnon being relevant again. <laughs>
0: okay, <laughs> and catching catching oh, passes, man. even though
3: I know Ceh oh, can do that boy. too. He's look, everything it everything was there for him to succeed and be an RB1 uh, in Kansas City last year and it, and it didn't happen and sure it's not fair to give up on him necessarily but like I said maybe just RB2 purgatory where you just kind of there and I, I'd rather just wait for other running backs. Yeah what about you Doc? Yeah the only thing
1: about, the only thing that sucks about him is the system just doesn't call for a running back to dominate when you have Receive when you have a quarterback and receiving options like Kelsey and Hill, you know those, they stumble into those red zone throws, and so like they never have a running back that's just dominating in the end zone in the red zone either goal line, none of that because Patrick Mahomes make plays, so it's not needed to have a dominant running back. But if he's stumbling to a few more touchdowns, he has top twelve upside back in top twelve upside to me. So just is one of it's probably the best offense in the NFL. So. No, he still has upside. I love it.
2: Yeah, man. For me, he's a high-end RB2. Low-end RB1, he could hit that. But for the most part, I got him as an RB2. Again, I mean, that offense wants to throw the ball. They run through Kelsey. They run through Tyreek. So just given that, they're not really trying to run the ball. So I I, I do see a cap there, but still a talented running back tied to a great system. So I like it, man. Um, So, yeah. All right, let's uh, talk about some other guys in the running back room. Let, let's kind of group them together. And if anyone stands out for you, you know, definitely uh, plant your flag and talk your shit. Like Gabe started to talk about Jarek McKinnon. Um, but how do you guys feel about Darrell Williams and Darwin Thompson and Jarek? I mean, are, are you checking for these guys? Are you stashing any of these guys?
3: I think it's fair it, to put McKinnon no, and Williams it, on the end of your rosters. Some uh, people are hyping up uh, Hardman still. I, I I don't really see it. I think I think he they're fine with the the Kelsey and or excuse me Kels uh, Kelson Hill combo there, and then just kind of everyone else that Pat uh, Patrick dishes it to. So
1: yeah, I'm not that excited about the RB one, so I'm not really excited about the backups either. Because if they step in, uh. Was that a, just another back end running back too, which isn't bad for your team, but it's nothing to get overly excited about.
2: Yeah, uh, for me, I do like Darrell Williams as a deaf play, so I like def to you play, know, so I like to you know, get him on the bench. But um, again, not someone I'm looking to run, you know, week to week. So I do think, you know, from a depth backup, get, get Clyde's handcuffs, so to speak. I'm, I'm definitely grabbing some Darrell. I mean, we, the Chiefs have shown they do like a few month backs involved. Um, so, so, so they will do that. So just given that, um, I don't mind that play, but I'm not checking for Darwin. I'm not really excited for Jared McKinnon. So that's where I'm at. But all in all, we all know Clyde's the man in that backfield. Facts. All right, let's move on to the wide receiver room. So of course uh, we all know Tyree kills the man. We don't have to spend too much time there. Uh, we did our top five dynasty wide receiver episode a while back. Uh, I'm getting a little echo. I'm not sure why, but, uh, are you guys hearing that? Okay. I'm not sure why. I'll try no, to lean back. Why, yeah. Okay. But uh yeah, man. So I had him as a top five dynasty wide receiver. Now we know Sammy Watkins left. McCole Harmon's, you know, he's supposed to be the official number two wide receiver, but keep in mind with Sammy leaving, that's only fifty five vacated targets. So is that really enough to propel McCole Harmon to really be the man? So uh gay man, what are your thoughts on McCole?
3: He he has um some Interesting yeah. statistics that um, would, would make you think that his third year is going to be uh, a breakout year. But like I said, I, I vacated targets fine, but as a uh, homie PA Howdy says, targets are earned. So um, sure, they're gone, but he's going to have to do something with those and, and be successful with them. And I'm not sure that I, I see that. So. I, I'm, I'm – and just the ADP anyway in really all formats is just not really worth it for me.
1: Nah, and I agree all the way down with everybody, the Byron Pringles. I know that <laughs> drafted a guy. I just – I don't want anybody in the receiving core outside of Travis Skills. and Tyreek Hill. I don't care how much you guys hype up McCoy.
2: It's not worth having. Come on with you, man. I agree. It's a trap if you ask me, so – all right, uh, let's move into the tight end room. And I do want to call out, you know, of course, we know wide receiver wise. I know I'm backtracking, but they got Antonio Callaway, who's been bouncing around the lead. They got my guy, Reese Fountain from the Colts, uh, Byron Pringles, so all these pass catchers. But we all know the Chiefs like to feature the top two. Um, so, getting to this tight end room, Travis Kelsey, he's a stud, man. Like, we already know what he does. You know, he you can almost book him for a tight end one finish. Um, so Gabe, for you question, man, is Travis Kelsey, the overall tight end dynasty, you know, the, the number one tight end in dynasty. I know you get the Kittle, the, even now the Dan Waller creeping into the argument, but who's your uh, tight end one?
3: Yeah, I think Kelsey's is the, the dude there still. Um, and, and I mean, Pitts is the other dude I think that is worth, um, talking about just the way that I know he hasn't played an NFL snap yet. And a lot of people hate, hate on that kind of talk, but Dude is gonna be different, I think, and, and potentially gonna be in that top three conversation pretty easily next year. And so I think Pitts is, is he's he's sniffing Kelsey's heels. Uh, but you not
1: yes,
3: yeah.
2: number one tight end with no no debate right now. Number one tight end, Travis Scott. I agree, man. Like you could look next three, four years, he's probably gonna finish as number one. So it's like, what are we doing? Number like, one. So How can like, I, what are we doing? How, how can anyone else be the number one? Um, let's talk about a guy who's been, you know, at least flashing. Are you guys interested in Noah Gray? So uh, another tight end on the roster. He's a rookie. Uh, of course, Travis has been giving him praises, but are you guys stashing
3: Noah Gray? I mean, in, in the fact that they utilize the tight end so well, sure, but, I mean, it's probably going to have to be a tight end premium league and run pretty deep. Yeah.
2: You interested in Noah Gray, Dot? For how long I see Travis Nah, Travis
1: Kelsey's gonna play too long. I don't really care what Noah Gray doing.
2: <laughs> I agree, bro. I can see Kelsey definitely running Sorry. through Noah Gray's rookie contract. <laughs> Facts.
0: Come on, now, dog. All right,
2: man. Anything else before we uh, move Come on to the Chargers? On, man. Cornell Powell. Nah, stash him. We can move on. You stashing him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, let's uh, go to the Chargers, man. L.A. Chargers start with the QB, Justin Herbert, man, coming off an awesome, you know, phenomenal rookie season. Um, so, of course, he finished as the number nine QB in PPR. He put up 4,000 yards as a rookie, man, and he had 31 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. So that's not bad for a rookie, man. I'll take that. For the most part, he took care of the ball, especially, you know, stepping in week two, not knowing he's going to start, given the tie rod situation, if you guys remember that. Uh, but he stepped in against a division rival, against the Chiefs, and, you know, he he had a nice showing, man, so – fantasy Twitter exploded after watching that Herbert, you know, performance. So how do you guys feel about Justin Herbert?
3: Solid. I mean, you got to respect what he did and, and not much has really changed since aside from getting Eckler back. That's huge. The the O-line has improved. And that was kind of an issue going into last year. And so now that it's better, I I mean, wheels up really. And and Keenan Allen's still, you know, breaking people's ankles. So (laughs) I think he'll be all right.
1: Facts. Uh, there's room for improvement, man. He's a stud. He has prototypical build, fire arm, man. Man, I, I, man. I love him, and I love the organization he went to and the pieces they already have around him, man. Like and like uh, Gabe said, getting Austin Eckler back, just a reliable guy out the backfield. That is one of the best pass catchers. That's that's an easy resort, quick blanket that to just be able to throw it to. So I love
2: everything going forward with Justin Herbert. Same man, let's get into the running back room. You guys already started to you know peek your way in there. So let's talk about Austin Eckler. So of course he's 26 years old, coming off the injury. We know back in 2019 he finished as the RB4. Do you guys see him returning to that fashion? Can he have a top five finish in PPR? Let's frame it from that perspective.
3: I think so. I think so. I think I think he's just yeah. gonna have to stay healthy. Um I'm curious what kind of balance that he has with Kelly and Jackson still there. I feel like they are going to kind of realize that there might be a a team that could compete actually in the AFC now and, you know, particularly even in the division and they might take a bit of the load off. So in that regard, I'm I'm a little concerned, but I also think that he is so efficient with the touches that he gets that it's still possible for him to have a top five season for sure
1: and 100 catches is is realistic if he plays 17 games so i I love austin eckler and what he brings to that offense man so shout
2: out to him he's a baller all right quick question from a rb1 perspective bill not your dynasty startup lineup are you comfortable taking austin eckler as your
3: rb1 in dynasty
2: yeah at this point in
3: his career i don't think so not for me okay what about you dot
1: I didn't dynasty, man. If you told me when a full point PPR redraft, I wouldn't mind having him. But just the uncertainty of a guy that I, I like his role and what he does. But I know he's a great pass catcher. But I, I feel like if next year they want to bring in a guy that's a real three down back, it's not unrealistic for that to happen, too. So just nervous about the style of play that he ha- that he does as a running back. But I still like him, man. And he, he basically has his role on that team. So at least for this year, I like him.
2: Yeah, um, for me, I, you know, if I'm in a Darcy sign-up, if he falls to my second QB sl- or running back slot, I'll take him. Of course, we all know he's a PPR monster, does most of his damage in the passing game. Uh, as far as him being 26 years old, I see the Chargers, you know, as he gets to his 30s, transition to the slot as a receiver, which he already does now, so um, so yeah, running back, turn wide receiver. Um, I'll definitely see him still having a role going forward, even as he continues to age, so let's just see how it plays out going forward, but I'm not. I'm not mad at it, but I would say definitely temper your, you know, uh, expectations. So, all right, let's get into the running back room some more. Uh, Justin Jackson, Joshua Kelly. Do you guys like either one of those guys? Are you stashing these guys? So, let me start with you uh, on that one. Dot. I know you uh, like some Justin Jackson. Are you still rocking with
1: him? I used to like Justin Jackson, man. <laughs> he, that's one of those guys that he, he start to get a little opportunity, and lose. They rather be through injury. I'm just like, dude. You're losing. You're flashing. they starting to say you're the best in camp, and he'll go down and then just lose the spot and lose his momentum. I don't want anything outside of Austin Eckler, to be honest, and I think they bring these guys in that could try to be support backs, but I don't think they have anything that can have a three-down role or really take the realm from Austin Eckler. Or if they move on from Eckler, I guarantee that those guys in the back are not going to be the guys they keep. So I don't want anything for sure in that backfield, unless it's just insurance. But I wouldn't even tell you who to go with with
2: insurance. To be honest. Gotcha. What about you, Gabe?
3: Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not touching either, even in, uh, not, not even in really like a zero RB type of lineup. Like that, that's how far down they are, and and off of the board they would be. It's it's tough to say who's who's going to get those extra touches, and if whatever they are, they're probably goal line carries um you know austin eckler is going to be in a in hurry up whether they're down or up so i mean i, I feel like he's gonna uh kind of get the majority of the touches there okay
2: i'm still stashing joshua kelly uh just off the upside i feel like just the the age and he flashed a little bit at the end of the year i think that gives him the edge over justin jackson but I me mean, at the end of the day they want to you know put the ball in austin eckler's hands but So, for me, Joshua Kelly's a stash. I'm moving on from Justin Jackson. Um, Let's get into this uh, wide receiver room. Let's talk about Keenan Allen. Go ahead. You got a question? Wow. My bad. Okay. I thought I heard something. My bad. But uh, Keenan Allen, man, let's get into the wide receiver room. Finished as a wide receiver one in three of the past four seasons. Um, We all know he gets it done with his route running. It's very polished. Um, You know, you can book him for 100 catches. He's going to see over 140 targets. So how do we feel about Keenan Allen and Dynasty as far as being a 29-year-old wide receiver? How long do you see him maintaining this 100-catch seasons?
1: Stud, love him. He's tied to one of the most uprising quarterbacks that we have in the league, and the organization loves him. And he doesn't always win off just speed. So, like, what he does with his routes, he's probably one of the best route runners in the league, top three, in my opinion. He's just great, man, and what he does with his with his arsenal. I think he can play for a few more years because even when he starts to lose his athleticism, how good of a route tactician he is, tied to the quarterback he's tied to, I think he's gonna be all right. And they're gonna keep on forcing him the ball.
3: Also love Keenan Allen. Um a lot of a lot of folks are always concerned with that kind of approaching 30 type of vibe with, with wide receivers and but the thing is, is if you're still doing it at that age, <laughs> you're more likely to yeah. continue doing it um, at least for a few more years. And Dynasty doesn't have to be a, a five-year type of build. It can certainly just be a two- or three-year build where you're still getting elite numbers from Keenan Allen. So, yeah, uh, agree with that, too. I mean, the, the route running is just <laughs> insane.
2: All right, man, let's talk about a guy that's getting a lot of hype, man. Mr. Mike Williams, is this the year he's going to get more targets, more catches? I mean, I feel like we say that every year. Um, so for me, I have him as a wide receiver four. Definitely has wide receiver two upside, but again, will he get the targets to do that? Will he get the catches to do that? Um, so for me, I do feel Austin Eckler and Keenan Allen does cap some of that. Um, but, of course, we sh- we see Mike Evans show up in the clutch, makes the big plays for Herbert. Um, so what are your guys' thoughts on Mike Williams? Is he a wide receiver two, wide receiver three? What are you guys thinking?
3: He's never really had like a bad season necessarily. He's already had a thousand yard season too, and and the the air yards are there. The the yards per target there. However you want to look at it. And Sure, it's 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 often jump jump balls, but. I just hope that they can find better situations for him to succeed more often because I don't necessarily think it's a Mike Williams issue. Um, I still have hope, and he he might just he might end up being a better NFL player than he is for your fantasy team.
1: Yep, and that's okay. And he, yeah. Every every year he has ten plus touchdown potential just because of size and athleticism. So we'll see, man. Going forward with that offense, I like him. I, I would shoot for a wide receiver three potential style with him, but he has that upside, man, just because of what he can do. I like him.
2: All right. I definitely want to see him clear more than 50 catches. So if he gets into that 70 range, then it lets me know he's trending towards wide receiver two. So something to look at. Um, let's get into some other wide receivers. Are you guys interested in anybody else? You know, Tyron Johnson, KJ Hill, Jalen Guyton, Joe Reed. Are you checking for any of those guys or stashing them?
3: Teron Johnson's kind of interesting to me, but that's about it. What yeah, about you, Dad? I don't think anybody's that interested
1: for me, man. Like I said, I love Mike Williams, and I love Keenan Allen, and they have Austin Eckler coming out the backfield. Uh, they went and got they went and got a veteran at tight end to replace Hunter Henry. So uh, even, even with touchdowns, you know, I, I don't know. I just feel like there's no potential for any, anybody outside of that to have any kind of real – production unless the injury happens so
2: yeah i'm with you bro like i'm not interested in just getting a piece of justin herbert's offense for the hell of it you know it seems like a kansas city situation they got their top pass catchers and of course some other guys will flash here and there but i want consistency so especially if you're trying to you know make a playoff run so that's what you need all right let's get to the tight end room real quick are you guys interested in a jared cook 34 years old 12 year vet um so of course he's shown he can finish in the top 10 uh, of course, coming from New Orleans and also Oakland. um so yeah, what are your guys thoughts on Jerry cook fitting into this offense taking over for Hunter Harry? Dave okay, you got this one too.
3: Just kind of a, just kind of a streamer for me. Uh, i don't I don't know if I really want to rely on something like that. He'd probably be a you know your tight end two on your team or if you ditch tight end and you grab a collection of of those guys. I'm, I'm fine I'm fine with that, but you're gonna have to stream kind of week to week and and sweat it out. I don't think he is really going to have a season like he had before, particularly with Eckler back, hopefully with um, both wide receivers good. There's just a lot less there for him to earn. And not to mention they still got uh, Parham, who uh, had an all right showing when uh, Henry was out. So might see some uh, two tight end sets or just fewer snaps for Cook. Yeah, I don't uh, really want him either. And with the upside of touchdowns, you can
1: get from Eckler out the backfield catching and the upside of Mike Williams. I just talked about him and his height, size. I don't really care about the tight end, especially when you go you go get a veteran, so he's going to play. But the upside of uh, older Jared Cook is gone now, in my opinion. All
2: right, and Gabe touched on Donald Parham, I'm a guy that's getting a lot of hype. Not a guy I'm checking for, but you know he's considered a stash for me if I was interested, but I'm not, so... Yeah, man, how do you guys – well, how do you feel about Donald? You're out on him, then.
1: I'm not all the way out, but I'm not in. It's just just one of those guys where you just pay attention to, see if he gets some run, see if it's just the Jared Cook show. If it turns into the Jared Cook show, I will definitely be all the way out. Uh, I know he's a veteran, but you're supposed to be a young guy with the upside, and if you can't beat out you know, older Jared Cook, then I don't want nothing on the back end for him.
2: All right, bros, let's move on to the Denver Broncos, man. Hey, let's start with the QB room. I actually want no parts of the QB room. We got Teddy Bridgewater, you know, who just came over from Carolina. Um, you know, of course, he put up a finishes uh QB 19, but that's not sexy, right? And especially in Superflex, man. Like, if you're not in the top 14, 15, it's like, does it even matter? And even that's a little shaky, right? You want at least top 12 finish from your QB. So are you guys interested in this uh, Denver QB room with Teddy Bridgewater, Drew Lock? And sorry that I'm grouping them together. I mean, if you feel we need to give them their own individual time, let's do that.
1: Nah, and it sucks Come that on, I love dog. the weapons so Come damn on, much, man. and I still don't want the quarterback. I love the receivers they have. I love the tight end. I love Nessie. the running back options. Nessie. Hate the quarterback play. Don't want either N- one. Of them. And I don't even know who's starting at this point. They went and traded for Teddy, and all reports and. It might not even be the Teddy show. That just sounds backwards as
2: shit. Yeah. What about you, Gabe? You checking for these uh, Broncos, QBs?
3: <sighs> I don't think I can, man. I feel like Teddy was traded to be the backup for Rodgers. I, I think that's what they were really hoping for, man. and Or, or maybe even traded for uh, for Watson, too. That, that's still, I guess, potentially a thing. Man. But that's uh, – Man, man. Imagine that Denver offense, <laughs> Watson, was traded there. We need that, bro. But uh, other than that, no, no.
2: All right, man. Let's keep it pushing. Let's move on to the running back room. We got Melvin Gordon, 28 years old. He put up a top 15 finish uh, last year, stepping into that new Denver offense. So, of course, we all know they drafted Javante Williams. Do you guys see this as being a 1A, 1B situation? Or is Javante Williams just going to be like the – you know the student of the game. While they, you know, let Melvin Gordon get some runs. So, what are you guys thinking? How soon does Devontae take over the backfield? If he, even if he does,
1: babe, you got it. I'll
3: pick you back. They, they start. I mean, it, it was funny watching their ADP in, in different drafts between Dynasty and, and Best Ball. Because I mean, Melvin Gordon was going way ahead of everything, really, as, aside from Dynasty, probably, but at least in best ball. And then you start seeing Javante climb and climb and climb and climb, particularly when they started talking about uh, Melvin might not even make the team. And then that report was kind of whack anyway. So it's, it's tough to say at this point, you kind of have to say one, a one B. I don't think Melvin Gordon necessarily played horribly last year. I think he should still be involved, but I'm a huge Javante Williams dude. So uh, I'd, I'd kind of rather hope that he take over sooner rather than later um selfishly and especially if the broncos will just be bad anyway with without trading for a a watson or something so um i i I like williams i'm i'm kind of grabbing gordon in some best ball late now because he's just been dying but other than that i'm I'm kind of fading melvin gordon ultimately
1: I'm fading them in Dynasty because you see what they did and what they want to do going forward. But in redraft, I do think Melvin Gordon's going to start off, and he might even start hot, but I think this team is going to be so bad. I think they're going to transition sooner than later to see what they have so they can know what they need to do going forward, see what the running back has, the receiving core, and then work on transitioning to getting a quarterback next year. I'm just – I don't know. I took Javante Williams in my redraft leagues because I'm banking on a league winner at the end of the year. You know, if I I couldn't piece together the front half of my roster, then I don't deserve to win either. So I took Javante in redraft just because I see going forward he will overtake. Might have a good back end of the season to help me win a championship.
2: All right. I definitely like uh, some Javante Williams. Um, so, yeah. And of course, Melvin Gordon, again, with these startups, I'm definitely seeing Melvin far late, fall late into these drafts. So definitely, you know, if you need a sneaky starter, at least start season off. There you go with Melvin Gordon. He's 28 years old. So he still got some run left in him, man. Still got some gas in the tank. Um, but all in all, we all know it's going to be Javante's back. I know it's going to be Javante's backfield. Just a matter of how soon. So. All right, man, let's get to this wide receiver room. Jerry Judy, man, we're all excited about him. Led the team in targets last year. Struggled with some drops, but that's okay. I mean, but his route running, you know, it's it's, it's pretty nice, man. He came in as a plug-and-play route runner. Um, so definitely expecting him to take a sophomore leap. Got a supporting cast coming back with Corland Sutton. You know, Noah Fant's going to help open up some things. So uh, curious to see how the QB supports him. But what do you guys' thoughts on Jerry Judy?
1: Uh, I love him. Uh, I don't know if we're still going to get the season we want. still might be a bye low type season, but if if something happens and they go get a real QB, man, he's all the way up. He's one of the smoothest route runners in the NFL, man. We just literally talked about Keenan Allen. Jerry Judy has that type of route running, man. He's so good. He just, he makes defenders look foolish, so I can't wait for him to be a quarterback. This friend, I just don't know if this season is going to be a thing. So, I'm still going to have a lot of young guys blow up, and I still think Jerry is going to be a good buy all season, especially in dynasty.
3: Yeah, if you're a believer in either one of these dudes, this is the season to do that, because uh, I, I would imagine that things are going to be at least an attempt to fix them next year or, or during the off season with a trade of sorts or whatever the case may be. But I know we're talking Judy, but uh, whenever you talk about Judy, I have to talk about Sutton because that's my boy. So (laughs) uh, it's, it's tough because they're, they're both, they're both great wide receivers, not to mention Fance. there. I'm sure we'll talk with about him as well, but man, it's just uh, probably the most talented skill position players as a as a team with also the like worst QB situation so it's if you believe in the talent of the these receiving options now is the time to do that because they they were going to surge on whoever whatever QB it's going to be I don't think it's 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 going to improve
2: I I like that man I'm definitely going to go get Jerry Judy I'm still going to go get Corlin Sutton Um, hopefully bounces back coming back off the injury this year I'm definitely capable of, of a wide receiver two finish. Um, of course, you know, he's capable of putting up a thousand yards. Uh, he gets a lot of looks in the red zone. Um, so yeah, I'll definitely see him, you know, bouncing back, man, and returning to that fashion. So hopefully he can do it. It's just a question of can the QB support that to your point. Um, any other wide receivers you guys checking for? I know they got KJ Hamler, I know they got Tim Patrick who actually stepped in for Curling Sutton while he was out last year. Are you guys stashing these guys? I, Tim I like Patrick those is guys. A
3: yeah. yeah. That's
1: it. That's all I wanted to say was no, Tim no. Patrick is a baller. He is. I think he'll get a uh, he'll get some runs soon. Yeah,
3: it's too bad that those guys are are wide receiver three and four on, on those teams. It's kind of the the Michael Gallup treatment of sorts. Not Michael Gallup level of talent necessarily, but just that you know, low, lowest on the totem and and not going to get the respect that they probably deserve uh, on this team. So,
2: yeah, man. All right, man, let's jump into the tight end room, man. So Noah fan. I mean, everyone's excited about him coming out alongside TJ Hawkinson. Both had a I guess tight end you, man. That's what we'll call it, man, out of Iowa. But uh, Noah fan. He took a leap, man. So he finished as a tight end eight. Um, of course, you know, there were some targets left out there for him, given there's no Sutton. Um, but look, I do see an opportunity for him to step it up in the touchdown department. I I love his game, he's athletic, one of the more you know, athletic tight ends. What are your guys' thoughts on Noah Fant? Is this a guy that you're going after from a late tight end standpoint? If you miss out on the big names,
3: I don't have a huge desire. Just I Maybe mean, you considering this. he's he's going basically where he's going to finish, <laughs> and and I mean, you can grab tight ends, you know, rounds later that will finish a point per game behind him and and be just fine. So uh, <laughs> I, I'm fine fading Fant this year, but like I said in, in Dynasty, I think this would be the year to acquire Noah Fant, because I think things are going to get better next year.
1: Everybody. Acquire everybody on this team down there, man, because this year, yep. it's not going to look pretty again, man, so just go get them all. Like Week four, when Drew Locke's out there throwing two interceptions a game, just go buy everybody.
0: And then next year, they're getting Aaron Rodgers. Mm, Fact. That could
1: still happen. Probably. Or Deshaun. One of them, if they get the shine, he ain't playing until next year anyway. So, same same deal. All
2: right, let's talk about one more tight end. If you guys are interested in Albert O, I'm not going to butcher his last name, but Drew Lock's old teammate from Missouri, another athletic tight end. Are you guys stashing him at all?
3: Any upside there? Got to be tight end premium, dynasty something, but nah. <laughs> not worry about it.
2: All right, man, let's move on to the Vegas Raiders. Uh, Derek Carr, man, do you guys like Derek Carr in Dynasty? I mean, you know, where do you guys have him? Is he a QB2? Is that all he's going to be? Do you guys ever see him creeping into the QB1 conversation? What are your thoughts?
1: Uh, I think he's not a bad quarterback. I don't think he's a great quarterback. I just think he's a quarterback that's worth having on your team as a QB2. I think he has his roster spot. They like playing them. I think they're trying to curate the off to make it. He has a great tight end, and I think they're they just need to learn how to use the weapons that they bring in. Also, Josh Jacobs, great receiving running back, they don't use them like that. Rugs fast all over the field, they don't use them like that. You know, Bry- Byron Edwards, Brian Edwards, he's big and You know, you have two Darren Wallers out there running the field, just dominating all over. I just, I feel like they need to learn how to use their players and it could work better for Derek Carr if they utilize his his weapons right. But he's a guy that doesn't cost you to go by, especially in super flex leagues. Nobody's going to hit you over if you want to turn your security back. I don't hate it, but I don't love it. He's all right.
3: If I had him on my team, I wouldn't be mad as QB 2 All right, what about you, Gabe? Just, uh, so, so boring to have as a, as a QB two on your team, but he just, he just does what he does and (laughs) he he, he'll have, he's actually pretty, pretty accurate for the the depth of target, his average depth of target, which is a positive, but like, I mean, they need to be able to stretch the field more with, with, with rugs and Edwards. And so you might be able to see that this year, if it all kind of comes together and culminates, but man it's just he's just such a boring qb2 to have on your team but he's certainly solid um but solid doesn't necessarily get you a a chip with the dip so um he's fine Uh, he's fine
2: i'm with you there man because you know if you're running with him as your qb2 like he's going to win you some games and lose you some games it's just too much up and down no consistency so he'll give you 25 points and he'll bounce back play against the chiefs and give you three points like it's just it's just up and down like that so um I'm comfortable with him as my third QB on my roster but not someone who I'm actively going to go get Um, real quick let's talk about Marcus Mariota I actually would like to see him take over that starting job in that system man he just looked better especially um in that Look game against the Chargers it's um, more exciting so are you guys stashing Marcus Mariota even if he leaves Vegas I
3: don't hate it maybe as a Tannehill resurgence or something, hate it. Maybe maybe something like that
1: yeah, I I don't really care for Marcus Mariota like that, man. I don't think he's anything special anymore at this point, man.
2: But who knows? Who knows? All right, man, let's get to the running back room. You got Josh Jacobs, Kenyon Drake. Who's actually going to be the man? Like, if I feel like they paid Kenyon Drake to be the man, uh, but they still got Josh Jacobs. So I don't know, man. Is, is this a messy backfield? Are you guys investing in this Vegas backfield for Dynasty?
1: I want to hear Gabe talk about it. And I want to see if he's as worried about the Kenyan Drake signing as the whole fantasy community is at this point. I,
3: I think the Raiders are really bad with money and I don't even know how good they are at managing their, their team either as far as their picks. I mean, we haven't seen a whole lot of success out of their picks either. And so I, it might just be a poorly managed team, and it's it's scaring us more than it should. I, I do think Drake will play, uh, absolutely. But do I think Josh Jacobs deserves to be falling to like sixth, seventh round? Probably not. Um, I, I, in redraft or best ball, in that case, and I, I don't know where he's landing in dynasties. Probably around third or fourth or whatever in one QB. But uh, I, I don't think he necessarily deserves that. I, I think he has the potential to be that RB one. Um, but again, maybe in that purgatory, like I mentioned with, with CH. So that, that certainly worries me. Drake's going to play. I just don't know if it's as much uh, a, of an issue as fantasy Twitter makes it to be. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> yeah, I way-
1: agree.
2: I'm Now too- My- okay, no, go ahead, bro. My bad.
1: No, no, no. I was just about to say, I'm not too worried about Kenyan Drake. And I do think, Josh Jacobs is talented. What he came in to be was a pass catching back, and then he showed that he can run better than what we expected, and now they took away what we thought that it would be great in. So I still think he's going to be good running the ball, and I still think they're not going to use him in the way that they should, bringing in King and Drake, because that's one of his strengths also. So I'm not worried about King and Drake. I just think the upside for Josh Jacobs still got shut down by bringing in King Drake.
2: Yeah, man. And some may say Josh is being disrespected. He finished as the RB8 last year. So, I mean, you know, clearly he he can carry the load, but I see Gruden, you know, he's an old school coach. He's going to ride the hot hand week to week and who had the better practice that week, stuff like that, man. So that's definitely going to mess with your uh, Vegas backfield. That's what I'm anticipating. Um, Let's get into this uh, wide receiver room. So, of course, you know, you got Brian Edwards, you got Henry Ruggs, who's going to have that sophomore leap, man, who's going to break out? Who you guys expecting to take that leap?
3: Oh, Brian Edwards, please. (laughs) Just uh, I'm such an Edwards fan. And
2: that sums up fantasy Twitter.
3: (laughs) Tell me, tell Tell me, tell you why. Well, look, I feel like he got a bad rap with the, with the, uh, the broken foot, um, you know, pre combine, So we couldn't quite have a, a. a normal off season like all these other dudes i mean he was projected to be a first round wide receiver every everything lined up with with tape everything lined up with analytics like you, breakout age was great it's just the the injuries a little bit at south carolina and then um certainly in the off season going into the nfl dropped him into that day too but I, I still I still believe in Brian Edwards a little bit. Um, not really a rugs fan no. and it seems like there is at least one wide receiver that can uh, put up those wide receiver two and beyond numbers with sharing with Waller because a- Aguilar went and did it um Edwards is playing ahead of John Brown right now um I, I Renfros still can, he'll be playing the slot but I think Edwards can has the ability to play all over the field your prototypical wide receiver one come on Brian. Come on, Brian.
1: <laughs> uh, be easy. I like them both, to be honest. I, and I really just think whoever Gruden runs like the most strategic is going to win out, out of them both. Like, I feel like they ran rugs wrong last year. I feel like Edwards didn't get the break that he should have got as far as opportunity. So whoever they like the most to put out there that 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 works towards both of their skill sets because – I, th- I think Edwards can be moved all over. He can play, like, all over the field more than Ruggs. But Ruggs' skill set is great with the speed. So, so it just depends on who you're going to utilize to their strength the most. It's going to be the most efficient. There will be one, though, with Waller. I just don't know which one. But I do like them both.
2: Yeah, man, I like them both as well. But give me Brian Edwards if I had to plant my flag. Uh, I'm just giving prototypical size. And, you know, it seems like they are leveraging him the right way, at least in camp, like as far as how you run in, you know, the, the big man possession type route. So I like to see that. Um, but, you know, again, they have other wide receivers. Seems like they brought in John Brown to hedge their bet in case if Henry Ruggs needs another year. I don't know how much time you got to give the guy. Um, but again, you know, a lot of that is on how is Gruden going to use his, his chess pieces, man. That's what it comes down to. Um, so I'm actually not checking for anyone else in this wide receiver room. I know they got Willie Sneed and some other guys, Hunter Renfro, but the production won't be consistent enough. To help win your fantasy games week to week so i'm not checking for it in dynasty let's talk about darren waller man i mean he's a stud we don't have to you know spend too much time do you guys see him taking over the tight end one spot in dynasty or is it kelsey spot until further notice
1: kelsey spots a further nose
3: i agree but if it is anyone it's probably waller i don't think Kittle can do it Nope. yeah i, I agree
2: topic. I agree as well, man. It seems like the Raiders are running their offense through Waller, similar to how the Chiefs run their offense through Kelsey, right? So similar, man. So, yeah, it's just a matter of who can get more catches and more yards. That's what it comes down to. But um, I will say Waller has the edge in terms of not having the strongest supporting cast, so that gives him an opportunity to finish as number one. But until further notice, I still think it's t- Travis Kelsey all day. All right with it. All right, man. Let's get to this uh, NFC West, man. Let's start with the 49ers, man. Jimmy G. Are you guys interested in Jimmy G? I know he's coming off the in- injury.
0: Come not on. Check it
2: for him. I'm not <laughs> talking come about it. All right, man. What about Trey Lance, man? How soon do we see a Trey Lance starting? Um, of course we're hearing they're gonna give him some packages. So Kyle Shanahan looks like he's gonna get Trey involved early. I guess how they uh ease Lamar in. Um, but yeah, are you guys watching Trey Lance and Dynasty?
3: Yes. Uh, yes. Just the, the running ability just has to be respected these days, man. I mean that we got Lamar, we've, we've got Kyler, we've got Deshaun. I mean, these dudes are taking over the game. Um, we don't know for how long yet. We don't know if there's longevity to it, but you don't, like I said earlier, you don't necessarily need five years in the game. You could just win it, win a couple of chip, uh, ships with two or three years of, of this high quality product. So, um, I'm with Trey Lance, and I I think he starts by week five, honestly. Okay. Ditto. I ditto
2: everything he say. All right, man. Well, based on that, let's move to the running back room. It's a little bit messy, man. I know they got Raheem Mostert, you know, who fought for the extension last year, you know, coming off the injury. They drafted Trey Sermon. Um, So, of course, you know, he's – out of, out of the third round, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so who, who's gonna take over this backfield? Is still Mostert's backfield? They got Trey Sermon, of course. Jeff Wilson just went on the IR. And then you got hype around Jermichael Hasty, um Elijah Mitchell. So who are you guys interested in out of this uh Niners backfield? I do
1: think it's gonna be the Trey Sermon and Mostert show. Mostert's gonna play, man, he's the veteran, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he, he actually is the 1B to the 1A of Trey Sermon. I mean, Kyle Shanahan is a great offensive mind. He's always going to run a couple backs no matter what. But they went and handpicked their guy in the draft, so I know they're going to try to keep him involved. It's a great running offense to be involved in. So uh, I, do think, I do think there's a 1A, 1B. But uh, just depends. Moser hasn't been the most healthiest guy. So give me a guy like Trey Sermon that they went and picked, even though I wasn't ex- super excited about him coming out of Ohio State. But uh, these guys are experts at their job for a reason. And Shanahan, like Trey Sermon, I think he's going to want to get involved. And I like that. I like that offense.
3: I think the that, that it's certainly risky to get into an offense run by Shanahan, but it, it's also super valuable, as we've seen in the past with with running backs. It's just difficult to yeah. determine, you know, who that running back is, and so, sometimes it has been two running backs, but that's uh, pretty few and far between. And I and you know you mentioned the injuries with with Sermon and even with Mostert. Like I'm I'm still I'm looking at Elijah Mitchell, man. <laughs> I love Elijah Mitchell. I'm I'm putting him at the end of my dynasty rosters, so I'm hoping he can show something for us. All
2: right, I'm actually staying away from that running back room unless the value just falls to me. So, yeah, but uh, let's uh, keep it pushing to the wide receivers. Brandon Ayuk, man, another guy that's primed for a sophomore leap as far as with the training camps. You know, he's been a favorite target with Jimmy G and Trey Lance, so he's been consistent. Um, of course, you know, we all see the highlights, and he's athletic. He makes plays, gets downfield. Is this going to be the Brandon, Brandon Ayuk show? Is he taking over this wide receiver
3: room for the Niners?
1: Yeah, you got this one.
3: Man, I, I see him as the wide receiver one of the team. But there are so many targets to to go around. Not to mention with with running backs and with Trey Lance, maybe not necessarily throwing a, as much as we'd like to to deliver all these targets to everywhere. So, with respect to the the all these guys ADP right now, it's 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 hard to take them where they're going. But as far as the talent, it's like exactly what you want for all of those top receiving options to succeed. So. Uh, i love i love Ayuk. um i think he is the the better of the two as far as wide receivers go I, I, and i expect him to I I expect um, outperform out debo outperform i agree Ayuk's
1: the better receiving option to me it is a run first offense man and you know that's how they want to play that's how they succeed but uh i will say this. With all the talent around, Debo's not the most healthiest guy. That's why I don't really want him in Dynasty or in redraft. He seems to always go down. But if anything happens to Debo, Ayuk is even more through the roof because when he's the main focus, you've seen those games when Debo was out. He'll get blanketed with, like, 12, 13 targets, and he'll do them the right way, very efficient with him. So I love some Brandon Ayuk. I love his upside. I like him, but I do think I agree with Gabe. His upside is a little bit short just on the offense. He's healthy. But everything that needs to happen for this team to be efficient, it won't just be the Brandon Ayuk show. It's a lot of studs on this team.
2: You're muted, Vic. Yeah, I am. My bad. Let's talk about <laughs> the forgotten guy. You guys saw me going right. <laughs> Let's talk about the forgotten guy coming back off injury. Debo Samuel. You know, do you guys expect him to return to you know being a playmaker in that offense? Is he going to be a primary focus? What are you guys' thoughts on Debo? Are you still rostering him in Dynasty?
3: I, I think that he is certainly uh, the more unique player and, and can be used in, uh, in that Shanahan offense, maybe possibly better and just in different ways. I mean, his, his yards after the catch, his end-around routes. I mean, you saw him do that plenty in, in 2019. So that that's interesting to me. Just that his ability <laughs> to be all over the field potentially more than Ayuk, um, but uh, I I still just. I favor Ayuk a little bit more.
1: I agree for everything that was said about it. All
2: right, man, I'm not talking for any other wide receivers. You guys are now's your chance. You got the floor. All My right, Oh, you got a guy. You got a wide receiver.
1: Jalen Hurd back. <laughs> Jalen Hurd back. That's what word on the streets my guy. Nasty. You got it. He, he was my guy last year. I'm not going to even lie. And then he got hurt as soon as I went on the pod and said, he's my
2: guy. He got hurt like two days later.
0: Come on now, dog. <laughs> Come on, man. All right, man,
2: real quick, man. George Kittle, he's a stud, man. He should be on your roster. If you can get him, if you're willing to pay that price, that's all I'm going to say about him. Facts. Nasty all right man let's uh go to the seattle seahawks man uh russell wilson man so again he's an aging vet what do you guys think about russell wilson are you guys still targeting him to be your qb1 in dynasty or are you fading him just given the age i mean wh- wh- what are your thoughts i know he's aging a little bit but what are your thoughts on russell wilson
1: never fading russ man he still can run the ball has those russian chops me and Vic always talk about And he has stud weapons at the receiving option with Tyler and a monster in DK. And, you know, he has great running options. And Chris Carson, when he can stay healthy in the offensive system, I think they're always efficient. He's a winner. He has one of the best forms in the league. I love Russell Wilson. And he's one of those guys that when he's hitting, he's hitting. So there's there's seasons where the rushing game is what's taking over. They scale him down. But when he's hitting, he's hitting. So I still love Russell Wilson, man.
3: Same. Yeah, <laughs> entirely. If, if, if quote unquote, aging QBs are still playing at an elite able, uh, level at that age, you can't fade them.
2: <laughs> I agree, man. Good point. Especially if you got the Aaron Rodgers and the Tom Brady's that's playing to their 40s and Aaron Rodgers trending towards 40. So, yeah, man, I definitely like that call. Um, let's get into the running back room. Chris Carson, I know injuries, you know, has been a concern. He's been banged up. Uh, at least the past few seasons. So he's had some RB2 finishes, and he's shown he can finish as an RB1. Um, So what do you guys think about a Chris Carson, 26 years old, coming back for the Seahawks? Great Bob. years left in his contract.
1: Great He doesn't cost a lot if you want to go get him in trade. A lot of people don't like him because he does stay banged up. When you think he just went and got paid this offseason, everybody thought he was going to move on. He's in a system that if they're all systems go running the ball, he has – top 12 potential every single year if he can stay healthy that's the biggest thing if he can stay healthy top 12 potential at running back and he doesn't cost that kind of price because he doesn't have the name or people are fading him because he can't ever stay healthy but being tied to that offense i love chris carson in dynasty and in redraft so
3: yeah i'm with him in in redraft i mean he's right there with with josh jacobs and the, follow the volume as far as Chris Carson and, and him being healthy, whatever, 26, that's not like RB dead age yet. <laughs> I think he's totally fine and, and going to be involved in the offense. So uh, much involved in the os- offense, as a matter of fact. And I, I, I agree with you that I think he could have a uh, RB one season. All right, man. A couple other guys. At least who I'm
2: stashing Rashad Penny and DJ Dallas. Of course, we know Rashad Penny, you know, he's coming off injuries. So can he stay healthy? Question marks there. Um, Any interest for you guys? Excuse me. Any interest for you guys in any of those running backs, Rashad Penny or DJ Dallas?
1: It seems like they still like Rashad Penny, but I'm not really that interested in those guys, to be honest.
2: Chris Carson's the guy. And I feel like
1: when he's healthy, he gets the run. So just give me the guy they just paid. And I'm not going to just bank on a guy to be injured. So I'm going to bank on him being healthy. And if he's healthy through his contract, he'll be a good running back. And those other guys really won't matter that much.
3: Yeah, if Chris Carson happens to get injured, they're they're sending Todd Gurley. let Penny and Dallas run. (laughs) Okay. We saw uh, Dallas get some run last year. A little bit. They gave gave him a shot, too, of sorts. And he, he didn't really do much with it, so. All right, I'm
2: still stashing those guys. I like to pack out my bench. All right, let's get to this wide receiver room. Um, so, of course, Tyler Lockett. I know you talked about Mike Evans earlier, Gabe, but I feel like Tyler Lockett's a guy that gets, you know, disrespected as well. Um, so, so he's a guy that can give you a wide receiver one finish. He can put up put up 1,000 yards and finish with double-digit touchdowns. So he stretches the field, man, for the Seahawks. How do you guys feel about 28-year-old Tyler Lockett? He's
1: pushing for 100 catches every single year. Uh He's one of the, he's uh Russell Wilson security blanket. I know DK's the big play guy, but uh he loves to target Lockett even in the red zone. Man, Lockett just has a, a nose to score touchdowns. I don't care how little he is. I love him in that system, and they're gonna let him play for a few more years. So I like being tied with Tyler Lockett. He's a high-end wide receiver, too, all day for me.
3: Okay. Great pretty safe where you're taking him to and, and has that potential to be the, the wide receiver one for, you know, a lot of people hate on the, the boom weeks, but you need those boom weeks but to win weeks big on, to... on uh, against the higher. I mean, it's, there's, there's a lot of luck involved in fantasy football. So th- the boom weeks don't really matter to me because you need them to win. Facts.
2: Right. Yeah, man. Let's talk about that. Mr. DK, man, his counterpart on the opposite side of the field. Of course, he had a wide receiver seven finish last year in PPR. Um, so of course a lot of hype and excitement around him do you guys see him maintaining a top 10 finish and and another question do you even see him breaking into the top five can he get the one from that standpoint gabe what you think about dk
3: i i don't like where he's going in redraft honestly i i'd rather take Diggs, hopkins guys like ridley i mean the the guys that are kind of guaranteed a bit more volume. I, I certainly like the, the ability that, that DK has, but just with uh the, the scheme that Seattle kind of runs and Lockett being there, I just not sure that I can see him as a top five guy. Um but in Dynasty I'm 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 there all day for that.
1: Yeah, love him because he's gonna dominate for years to come. But like I agree with you on redraft man. We broke it down on our wide receiver episode. When you look at those guys around that area and who you think could actually have the wide receiver one season this year, I actually don't see it for DK, man. As much as I love his size, his athleticism, his physicality, just the volume's not there, and it's too inconsistent with the way that, that offense runs sometimes. And So I love him in Dynasty. Love him, love him, love him. But in redraft, you know, I, I would rather prefer him as a wide receiver too in redraft, and I don't think he's going to be able to get that with where he goes. All
2: right. Are you guys stashing Dwayne Eskridge, rookie wide receiver?
3: Never really grabbed him in any of my rookie drafts. Not that interested. Didn't like the profile. Yeah, I'm not
1: that interested. Me neither, but I'm not mad for the guys who who want him to be top blocking in four years. Like, fine. When you get to the, if he's falling in your third round of these rookie drafts, that's where you're doing dart throws anyway. I wasn't at the end to try to invest any second round picks on, but I've seen him fall to some late thirds, fourth rounds. I'm gonna shoot my shot just because I like the organization and I think they're pretty steady.
2: All right, man. We got a couple of tight ends: Gerald Everett and Will Disley. Now, some people might not like that I grouped them together, but are you guys excited for Gerald Everett? New landing spot in Seattle, coming from the Rams.
3: I always see that the tight end being an issue with with uh, Seattle. It seems like they don't really uh, target that the tight end often, especially with with Lockett and and DK there. Again, probably one of those guys that you group with Cook. You know, you can have him as a as a tight end too, maybe, or just group a bunch of those dart throws at the end to hopefully have one of them hit, or stream them from week to week, whatever the case may be. But meh, meh on Everett. I agree, and Meverage. I love
1: Everett leaving. Yeah, meh. But I love them leaving to try to find opportunity. But like you said, the tight end opportunity isn't there in Seattle. But I do love the player, though. If it means anything, love the player.
2: All right, man, let's move on, man. Arizona Cardinals, a couple more teams, man. Appreciate you guys rocking with us, sticking this out, man. I know we're getting long winded, but uh, let's go to Arizona. We got Kyler Murray. So, of course, as a rookie, had a top six finish and then last year finished as the QB three in PPR. Of course, the rushing upside is crazy, over 100 carries for a QB. I'm not sure if they're going to keep giving him that many carries, but uh, you'll take that all day long given, you know, if he puts the ball in the end zone on the ground with his feet 11 times, you'll take it. Um, so of course, you know, for me, um, he's a, he's a top five dynasty QB. I know people knock his accuracy as far as from a real life fan or real life football standpoint, but he's good for fantasy football.
1: Facts, Gabe, you go before I piggyback on Vic.
3: I'm, I'm piggybacking as well. As a matter of fact, I know we talked about the AFC West and who the QB one is. But I don't know. Avo, you, you got you got the one back there, little little beebs and Drake, because I might have to switch it up and go go Kyler as the QB one. Man, he, he really has the, the potential to do it.
0: <laughs>
3: I don't have it at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, like I like that song.
1: Uh nah, man, he's great. Uh when we talk uh QBs, he I love him for fantasy. And I think my biggest thing I just talked to White Sam about you know, drafting in one of these leagues where they don't start their league till 2023. And I'm like, I love Kyler, but with how inaccurate he is sometimes, I wouldn't be surprised in four years if the team is tired of it, if it's not clicking in four years. Uh, but I still love him for fantasy. I love what he brings to the table. And I do think there is room to even get better from last year. He was actually the QB one for so many weeks until he finally got banged up. You know, he still has D-hop. AJ Green does does he count for anything? <laughs> no, he just got banged up and can't. But nah, just just in general, I like what he brings to the table, and I think they want to set him up and to to succeed. He's great, he's great.
2: I love him. Top five QB and Dice. All right, let's go to this running back room. You got Chase Edmonds. I'll be honest, I'm not too excited for Chase Edmonds. I know he's given the keys and. And, of course, you know, they brought in James Conner as well. But this feels like a poor man's Vegas scenario. Like you got Chase Edmonds playing the Josh Jacobs role. And then you got Kenyon Drake coming in to head to the bet for, you know, James Conner. So I'm not actually too excited for this backfield. And for me, what I saw, Chase did a lot of his damage in the passing game. So I'm not even really excited for him to even run the ball. So what are you guys' thoughts on Chase? I know I just kind of shit on him a little bit, but don't let me kill your excitement.
3: Yeah, I mean th- – for him to be in that kind of RB two range is is really where his ceiling is, and I don't necessarily like to draft players there. I, I'd almost rather take Connor a few rounds later if, depending on the type of build that I'm working with there. But I, I've certainly taken him in some zero RB builds, and um, that that's kind of the vibe there with 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 Connor. You know, he's going RB three, RB four off the board late, like ten, eleventh round. Like it's too easy, so. I'm fading Edmonds, but I don't I, mind Connor in some situations.
1: I don't mind Connor because I think Connor's going to be the goal line back. It's kind of what you're hearing out of Buffalo with the Zach Moss, and you don't really want that backfield either. Like Edmonds going to play the single tail role, get a lot of the pass catching out the backfield, but everything is ran through Kyler and his receivers. Whatever Kyler wants to do, Kyler's going to do. So I don't really, I'm not in love with Chase Edmonds and his strength being the passing game because I don't know if Kyler's going to dump it off to him enough, and I don't know if you know the goal line back in James Conner is going to get enough goal line runs because Kyler will run ten plus touchdowns in a season. So it's just. I don't know. The upside for both of those backs isn't that high for me. So I'd rather just not have them, honestly.
2: Okay. Let's get into this uh, wide receiver room. DeAndre Hopkins. You know, he had a top four finish last year, 29 years old. We all know he's the man. We saw him catch, you know, the game winning touchdown against the Bills and triple coverage, which was crazy. Um, The man writes his own contracts. Um, So yeah, you got to pay the man. But uh, yeah, man, I, I definitely see DeAndre doing his thing. Um, for Arizona for the next years to come. So from a dynasty standpoint, I would still go get DeAndre Hopkins. Even if you want to, you know, if you feel you're pushing for a title, he's a guy I would trade for just given, again, he's getting older. A lot of people like to stay young in dynasty. But for me, if I go get a Hopkins and throw him in my flex, I just beefed up my flex or add him as my wide receiver too. You know, run him as my wide receiver too. You know you know he's going to give you wide receiver one numbers. So are you guys still checking for DeAndre in dynasty? Yes, yes,
1: yes. yes Top three hands league i wouldn't be surprised if he pushed for target leader touchdown leader he has that kind of potential and with the upside of you know him but everybody loves the young guy the young names and dynasty he's probably still a a buy right now and he's tied to a quarterback and organization where he could still garner garner everything that he requires to be a top receiver for two or three more years solid and you don't have to worry about it so I still love going to go get DeAndre and I probably need to go get him in some more of my leagues to be honest
3: yeah he's fallen far far further than I would have thought uh it's kind of the the Keenan Allen the 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 Mike Evans whatever is like these guys are just their ability to play at elite levels at 27 28 29 I mean you just have to keep riding that because they're going to be playing into their 30s and and sure they will fall off but it's not necessarily a long game with with dynasty it's it can be short uh scoped as well all right man let's talk about Rondell Moore, man is this a guy you guys checking for in
2: dynasty and and for me i'll be honest like he's a guy who at least with these rookie drafts if i didn't like who was on the board come to second round because i didn't see him go you know too much in the first round of these rookie drafts, unless you really wanted them, like at the one twelve or something. But uh, if he fell to me, like in the middle of the second rounds, I, I took him. But not really a guy I was really checking for. Um, so yeah, what are you guys' thoughts on Rondell?
3: I know my man Jay Mike loves yeah, him. You got it first, and we 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 just had to acquire him uh, via trade and sent away one of our other boys, Waddle, and but ended up with with Fields instead of Zach Wilson. So I I think we won that, but. Uh, I, Man, I'm, I'm interested to see. What, yeah. you in world, <laughs> uh, bro, I, I'm so hyped for Fitz. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, this is about to turn into an NFC North podcast if we if we keep that going. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm curious what, what Rondell Moore does in that kind of build with wide receiver because we've seen it a little bit of success with, with Debo. We're starting to see it a little bit last year with Chenault. Um, and, and so I, I think we could see that type of wide receiver have, find some, some, uh, success in, in the NFL, particularly with, with Cliff, uh, Dingleberry. So, uh, I don't know. I'm curious. I'm curious, but I, I see what you mean, Vic, when he's there in the second round, I'm like, uh, I'd rather Elijah, but I'll take Rondale.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, at that point you can't pass on the value, but go ahead.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Ah oh, man. I mean, I just oh Rondell's all right. I like his talent. I think he's he's great athletically and I do think he's he actually runs a real good routes. So I think he can use because I think that offense is gonna find a way to keep him involved. and long as they can find a way to use him to his strengths, I think he'll be all right. But I don't ever think he'll be a solid week to week play. Ever, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, that's part of my concern. Like Hopkins commands a lot of targets. Uh, Christian Kirk, believe it or not, he's still going to get his. I mean, he he didn't have the best finish, but points he put up, he still was involved. So, um, of course, a lot of people are getting hype about the Rondell camp videos. And don't get me wrong, he's talented, but I don't think it will be consistent enough. So, for me, it feels like another McCole Hardman type situation. I just want consistent production in fantasy. So, All right. Any other wide receivers you guys checking for? I know got A.J. Green. I talked about Christian Kirk. They said I got Andy Isabella. You guys stashing any of these guys? I don't, I don't think want so. them or the tight end. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah, yeah, we can I definitely know. blow past. I- yeah. yeah, there's no uh, tight end presence there. So we can move on to last squad. So let's get into these uh, Los Angeles Rams, man. Let's talk about Matt Stafford, man. So, of course, you know, the trade coming from Detroit. I'm curious to see how he performs in this offense. I I do think it's going to be a little bit of a different system. Uh, We all know Stafford likes to throw the ball deep. Um, The Rams, you know, at least in the past, and maybe it's because of Jared Goff's limitation, they didn't take too many deep shots, but maybe that'll change. But they like to play uh, a a horizontal game, um, at least from what they've shown, and run the ball off the edge. Um, So how do you guys feel about Stafford? Are you guys still targeting him in Dynasty?
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I, I think he's still young enough to have some value and, and potentially put you in that uh, top five as far as a, a season for QB. And with it's probably his best receiving core since he had Megatron, honestly. So uh, with, with Cup and Woods, and I mean, Higby's still there. Unfortunately, Akers uh, is not, but Henderson will do fine out the backfield. So I think Stafford could really have a top five season given the weapons. And his ability. And the one thing I will
1: say is, yeah, he has a coach that is great off, is a great offensive mind. So I think they'll scheme up plays to make him efficient. And he's used to being on horrible teams, so you kind of know that he's always throwing the ball. He has to be a, you know, a gunslinger. But they have a great defense, and I think they can go play whatever game they want to week by week. If they want to try to go Daryl Henderson run game, that's fine. If they want to throw the ball a lot, they can. I think they'll have options. They won't be forced to play catch up due to bad defense and bad offensive line play just in general i think the switch over to the la Rams is great for stafford i still think he has a firearm and i'm actually super excited for his receiver so I, I like matthew Stafford. all
2: right man let's talk about these running backs of course cam Akers went down with the injuries done for the year um, do you guys still have him as a top running back in dynasty? dynasty or are there concerns coming off the acl injury
3: going to be tough it's going to be tough to come back from um for for acres with the uh achilles is wait yeah okay yeah Uh, sorry i almost thought i did i get the uh, wrong injury i said acl is that the same thing (laughs) i don't know (laughs) i hope hope not (laughs) not. (laughs) it's been a long day for me (laughs) yeah i got you um yeah man that's going to be a tough thing to come back from but if uh i'm sure that you can go and acquire um, acres for cheap. That's 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 for sure. And I am i don't think that I'll be doing it um personally. But I, I just hope the best for him. Sorry, I just killed the shit out of a mosquito.
1: The <laughs> shit out of <laughs>
0: him. Come on, now, on, my wall.
1: Come, come on, my
0: on, man.
1: Man, he is he's creeping up, just chilling in a room with us. Boy, my bad, y'all. <laughs> Ain't no bro, <laughs> mosquitoes in here. Yeah, Ain't bro no bro, pros- I like that. <laughs> Foh. <laughs> oh, i well,
2: I forgot what we was even talking about. We talking about Cam makers. We talking about Daryl Henderson. Cam makers, bro. Are you still going to go get them in Dynasty, giving the Achilles or ACL? If that's the same thing, uh, I don't even know right now. I'm so serious. I don't know. <laughs>
1: but I'm, I'm not. They're, they're separate, separate injuries. But I am. I'm not necessarily going to go buy them, but I'm not trading them either, man. It's just one of those guys I'll just keep. Vic, you know, I, I love some makers, and when we was at the combine, I watched them, and I was just all about Calmakers, and I'll just keep them at this point, man, and it is what it is. You, you know, you can't really predict injuries, so I just hope for a safe recovery outside of fantasy football. Hope that man all right
2: all right man respect i respect that let's talk about daryl henderson so of course you know given the injury he's the man now he's been elevated to the rb1 for the rams for me man this feels like a trap and here's why i'm gonna say that i feel like they had todd Gurley there they brought in henderson just to see okay what are we gonna do with Gurley? do we want to keep him around or do we got the future here and then after you know henderson flashed a little bit but they still ended up drafting cam Akers. so for me i'm just looking at how everything played out they had Gurley. They drafted Cam Akers. It's almost like, you know, they didn't really trust Henderson, but he gets a second or third chance. We'll call it here. Given the Cam Akers injury. Um, so again, for me, Darrell Henderson's not a guy who I'm checking for or been checking for not even excited for given the cam news. What are you guys thoughts on Darrell Henderson?
3: I don't want. Yeah, it, it's, it's too much now. It, it was nice when that news kind of first dropped and, and, Certainly no no need to to flex uh, there with, with getting a value of sorts, but uh, now it's just not worth it. Uh, he's getting up in like Josh Jacobs' range, and it's just in no. like Josh Jacobs' range. <laughs> yeah, never. All right,
2: Xavier Jones, well, you guys checking for him? We are. Are you oh, checking for man, Xavier? Exactly I, I got to throw it out there. I got to throw it out there. I'm not checking for Xavier either, so. Not really. And, and of, of, end of the roster there. there. You better talk about him. You throw him out there, Vic. Nah, I was just interested if you guys were. I'm, I'm just, you know, there might be a, a Xavier Jones stand out there along with a Daryl Henderson stand, so just want to get him a little respect. <laughs> All right, man, let's group these wide receivers together, man. Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, hey, both have wide receiver, both for wide receiver twos, of course, Robert Woods has wide receiver one upside. Cooper Cup, he had a top four finish the previous year, but of course he fell out of that. So given, you know, I, I, for me, they're both wide receiver twos. Could have wide receiver one upside, but if I had to pick one, Robert Woods is the guy who I would want to roster from that wide receiver room. Um, So what are your thoughts there about any, either one of those guys?
1: They both got wide receiver one upside. There's a row where Woods is just a PPR machine. And Cup is the same, but Cup is going to dominate touchdowns. I just – I love both of them, man. And if he was doing – both of them were doing all of that with Jared Goff, and I think that was all schemed up with a not-as-talented Ormet at quarterback, man. So give me an upgrade at quarterback, same system, same situation. And I just think both of them could be – you know, they're both wide receiver tools, but they both have wide receiver one potential. If they were 11 and 12 at the end of the season – and you asked me, was I surprised? I, I will tell you. no. Know.
3: Yeah, it's, it's a bit reminiscent of the Lockett and Metcalf ADP from last year. And, and I remember specifically uh, mistakenly saying that just one of them can be a wide receiver one. Uh, and <laughs> that came to be obviously untrue because they're both top uh, 10 wide receivers. So I, I think that's entirely I you you- possible. Um, given this offense given Stafford um, the the idea that they are going to throw the ball potentially more and and, um, throw it well with Stafford so yeah wheels up let's get it yeah Robert Woods is another piece again if you're trying to beef up
2: your flex I know he's aging I will go get him for sure Um, Mm i searching for a title run Cooper Cup I'm actually starting to fade a little bit. Um, But, yeah, I'm not mad at it if you do want to go get him. Van Jefferson, you guys stashing him. I know he's a plug-and-play pro. Everyone's excited about him coming out of college from Florida. Yep, don't mind Van Jefferson
1: either. I like Van Jefferson, but I wouldn't be surprised if if he's bumping heads. I know this name is not going to sound sexy at all, so don't shoot the messenger. But – Deshaun Jackson is out there playing, and the way that Robert Woods and Cooper Cup plays, he's their stretch the field guy, and I wouldn't be shocked if they let him go out there and run with Stafford and him and Van Jefferson are button heads at that role. I don't love Deshaun Jackson. I don't want him in Redraft or Dynasty, so don't hear what I'm saying, but for those, the people who love Van Jefferson and Dynasty, I get it. But this year, there's a world where Deshaun is the stretch the field guy for until he goes – Injury, you know, he always gets banged up at some point. But Deshaun's out there playing, man, in in, in camp. So I'm sorry to throw that out there. I know
2: that's not sexy anymore. I'm good, 13 year old or 13 year. I said 13 year old, 13 year vet. I'm good. All right, tight ends. Tyler Higby. I got burned last year. I'm off the train. I just gotta (laughs) call myself out for that fuckery. I feel yeah, like
1: this is the I'm, perfect – I'm okay
3: fading, too.
1: <laughs> oh, for real, I think this is the perfect time to go get him. Stafford's shown that he doesn't mind throwing to the tight end. But uh, I do think it runs through the receivers first. But there's a role where it's just off-system going, just the passing game. Now that Cam Akers is down. And I do think Tyler Higby is talented. But I- him and Joe Everett were just butting heads last year, and we were overly excited on Higby. So, there's a role where Higby is the third's uh, receiving an option, and that could be good in a Matthew Stafford-led team with the Rams. They could just be throwing the ball all over the downfield. So, yep. I still like Tyler Higby, man. As long as we come down on the expectations, I
2: like Tyler Higby. I can see that, but I'm just going to watch from afar from, from right now. So, I might have to get back <laughs> in. Big feels away on that one. Yeah, man, I got burned <laughs> that, bad, that Three times. <laughs> yeah, man. Man, hey, we got through it. A lot of players, a lot of teams, good combo. Um, man, anything else you guys want to add before we move to the closing?
3: Cougar special, baby. Uh,
1: Cougar special, we're gonna run it next year at the expo. Vic, <laughs> I'm excited, bro. You're gonna be at the expo uh, game, closing
3: those. I'll be there. I'll see y'all. I'll see y'all Friday, Saturday, whenever. Let's do it, man. It
2: sounds good. We'll link yeah. up for sure. Toast up some drinks. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Hey, yo.
3: the,
1: the link Lincoln- is.
2: Uh, nah, but before we get
1: to the closing, Vic, tell the good people where they can follow you at again, brother.
2: Yeah, you guys can follow me at Chief Social FF Instagram, Twitter, Twitch. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast, Dines Bros FF, and join the Facebook community, Dines Bros FF Podcast. Appreciate that,
1: Gabe. Where can we follow you at?
3: Don't forget the FF, Vic. Don't forget the FF. My bad, my bad. uh ff bro bun for today ff man bun uh there it is but, yeah <laughs> i gotta i got i gotta get out of here guys i have some i have some edgeladas to eat all right i mean i i couldn't go with the gold tea so i got edgeladas to eat no uh i appreciate y'all I'm ff man bun follow my hom- my homie j mike check though that's that's the real one uh open bar tuesdays 9 30 eastern ish heavy on that
1: ish and we'll definitely have you back on another episode. It's not so long-winded, man. So we appreciate you coming to show out, man.
3: Absolutely. Hey, I, I want to shout out AVO, too, because I, I, I've i I've popped in a couple of times and, and watched the stream. I just always think it's so dope that, like, literally a, a live DJ is going during a podcast. I don't, I don't know if uh gets enough respect for that because it's definitely unique to uh, what's going on. So shout out to y'all. Appreciate that, man. Yeah, appreciate that. I
2: appreciate
3: it.
1: All right, and follow me at Dynasty Bro dot on Instagram and Twitter and the main Instagram page, DynastyBrosFF. Bros FF. Avo, tell where they can follow you at. AVO.
0: Avo love Dynasty Bros um, on Twitch. Uh, Dynasty Bro Avo on Twitch. Avo love on Instagram. Let's go. All
3: right, Gabe, you said you got to get out of here. Oh, I'm chilling. I was just talking okay. about my Agiladas. I-, I didn't have gold teeth, oh, okay. so I to talk about yeah. my Agiladas. I'm cool. I'm- <laughs>
1: okay. Okay. Ben. Well, get into this closing. We are winding down. Now I'll explain the closing. So look. The closing is where we come here and we tell the good people something going on in our life personally or just something something good, something bad is going on in the community or in society or on social media. Just anything that you want to bring to the light, this is our chance and our opportunity to do it right here. So that's what we're going to do. Um, I don't know who wants to start, Gabe. I'll have one of us start so then you can kind of catch the feel of the room. And then we can go off of there, and then we can ha- just have volunteers to piggyback. Avo, hey, do you have one ready?
0: What's good? I always got some ready.
1: Okay, go ahead, brother.
0: Um, for the good people this week, um, I just want to remind you yet again, um, hug the person you love, call that person you haven't called in a long time. Um, I-, I saw a sad story on Instagram where a comedian I follow he lost his son, and that shit just made me hug my little girl so strong, and I know that my little girl is real little he lost his son has grown but at the same time like i feel that pain so i just encourage everybody reach out to somebody you haven't spoken to call somebody you hate tell them you love them all that stuff just 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 do your best to 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 mend all things that aren't mended at this moment in time and that's my advice for the people this week
1: hey mine is take care of your mental and your physical health wake up every day and thank god and work on that man like i said i appreciate The man I am at 32 years of age, I'm still learning more about myself and getting better to this day. Uh, So just take the time to big yourself up without being arrogant, without being cocky, man. It's cool to sit back and appreciate growth, self-growth. So that's why I said work on your mental health and your physical health. That shit's important. Speaking of physical health, everybody out there, send me good vibes and pray for me because as we were setting up, it's a a wasp nest right outside my window. Avo seen it. And it's kind of creepy, and I got to go get rid of it tomorrow. And I'm scared to to tell the truth. I'm scared (laughs) of shit. It's big as hell. So um, if I'm not here next week. He didn't make it. I love y'all. And Vic and Avo are going to hold it down. But, nah, mental and physical health is important, man. Make sure you take a step back and take care of yours and appreciate it while you can. All right, Vic and
3: Gabe, y'all next. Whoever want to chime in and go. Go ahead, Gabe. You got some serious pest control going on over there, bro. The missing the mosquitoes, the wasps. <laughs> oh man,
0: this shit
1: crazy. This man. fly that
3: won't leave.
1: And there is sorry, a fly man. in here. It he got let in. The fly cut man. The, cut the grass. My homie cut the grass right before we recorded. And he knocked on the door and wanted to come in. Let the, this fly in. That's gonna go it's still <laughs> here. So
3: uh, all right. I'll, hey, I'll, my bad, bro. I'll, yeah. Hey, no, all good. I'll, since y'all mentioned the expo, um, I, I think there's been a lot of uh, uh, speaking to the community, certainly a lot of positivity, a lot of negativity. I think a lot of people have been looking forward to this time um, to meet people that are close to you, that you've even considered family uh, on the Internet. Um, just just remember to uh, keep it that way. After the expo, because I think that this is going to be a, a real good time for a lot of people, Uh, you know, us, uh, us for all four of us going to be here and we'll we'll be toasting up. And I mean, we we ain't never have any negativity anyway, but um, we're going to live past this and, and continue to do so throughout the season. So um continue to love each other. Uh, that's all I got. I rock with that,
1: Vic. that. What you doing, Vic?
2: I got some good, man. Uh, mine's actually in line with Avo and Dot. Um, so, of course, we always say check on your people. Mine's going to be check on your elderly. But take it a step further, man. Go spend a day or two with your OGs, your grandmas, your grandpas, great aunts, great uncles, great cousins. Um, and I only say that because they may sound great on the phone, but actually go see what their day to day is like. Because when you spend time, you, you, you might notice they're not all the way there or some things aren't as smooth as it should be. Um, So I would just say just take it a step further to really know what's going on with the OGs and elderly folks in your family in case there may be, you know, an opportunity to help improve some things for them. So go, go ahead and do that homework and spend some time with them in the process. Yeah.
1: Big facts. Sorry we had the jam-packed, long-winded episode approaching two hours. Hey, good content, though. Make sure you make it through yeah. it. Oh, muscles, turn up on them, baby. This is what I'm talking about. We are the Dynasty Bros, showing you how to dominate your league. Dynasty Bro style, a.k.a. Dynasty Bun style. Because We got my guy Bro Bun up in the building, and Come we on. killed this shit, man. So. <laughs> All right, so we usually have Avo walk us out, so whatever he's about to spin. Wait, 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 wait. Like I
2: said, FF Man Bun, thanks for joining us, man. We appreciate it. We're going to have you back. We're going to be on an open bar pod. We're going to be oh, hanging yeah. out at the expo. He's going to throw me a touchdown pass. It's going to go down. <laughs> <laughs> Cougar special. Here we Cougar go.
0: Special. Y'all make sure y'all check us out here next week, next Tuesday, the Tuesday after that. We're going to probably do the Cooper special. That shit going to be hard. We're going to kill all these bugs. They can't see us. They don't want it. Get it done. Get it done.
2: We out here. Wow. I, wild. Cook Let's the go. Fly. I, I oh, could fly. I could oh, fly. I oh, could oh, fly.